Welcome to Inspire by Faith, a program of the Columbus Catholic Women's Conference and produced by St. Gabriel Catholic Radio here in Columbus, Ohio. This is a show to help you be inspired by your Catholic faith, live out the gospel message, and deepen your relationship with Jesus Christ. I'm Emily Jaminette, and I'm joined each program in studio with my dear friend, Michelle Fanley. We hope this show provides you an uplifting 30 minutes to help refresh your soul and strengthen your faith. As this was built out of our friendship, we hope it encourages you to deepen and develop spiritual friendships with your sisters in Christ. Hello, Emily. It's so great to be here today. I know. I'm very excited. Whenever we get to be in studio and recording is is really an awesome experience, especially when it's really hot outside. Yeah. And rainy. And rainy. Hot and rainy at the same time. Um, this episode is just means a lot to me. It's it's kind of heavy. You know, we've we've hit the fun subjects, but also going a little bit deeper, focusing on conversion, forgiveness, and healing. That seeing what the Lord wants to set us free from and and really give us um, just this new, deeper relationship with Him. And we have the most amazing guest with us this time, conference favorite all-star, Sister Miriam James. Yep, two-time speaker, 2013 and 2020. Yeah, and that does not happen often. We bring people back, so you know they've got to be truly amazing. Well, I think one of my favorite places to start with her bio is her Twitter handle. So if you are sitting at home and you're wondering, you know, who is this person, just go to One Groovy Nun and you will get a little encounter with Sister Miriam James. Um, she is an SOLT soul and was um, joined her order in 1980 or 1998 and is a member of the Society of Our Lady of the Most Holy Trinity. She graduated from the University of Nevada and had a volleyball scholarship. And in a moment of radical conversion, heard Jesus call her to be his bride. Sister Miriam speaks often on many topics related to healing, forgiveness, conversion, sports, beauty, and authentic love. She holds a master's degree in theology and is the author of the book of Loved As I Am. So what do you have to say, Michelle? Well, welcome, Sister Miriam. I'm so glad you're here. <laughs> Hi, ladies. Thank you so much. It's delightful to be here with you today. Oh, we, you know, before our shows, we always re-listen to the talks. And both Emily and I were like, we're just sobbing, sitting mm. here listening to these beautiful words. And um, it was amazing what you brought here to Columbus. And I know so many women really um, resounded, you know, with your message. And it really touched their hearts. So we, mm. we are so glad to have you here again. Oh, thank you. Thanks be to God. I love the Women's Conference in Columbus, so it's always a gift to be there. So you guys have done something special for so many years. that It's just delightful to be part of it. Well, it's really fun to, again, bring our listeners, bring the women back up to speed to remember that, you know, conversion isn't just a one-day experience, Mm -hmm. but it's ongoing. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe you could share with our listeners, you know, what have you been up to? How did you get through this pandemic and and what's going on um, with your ministry and all that you're up to? Yeah, well, like everybody else on the face of the earth, I was pretty much home for a year. <laughs> so one of your events, I think your event was one of the last ones that happened, really. I mean, within the next few weeks and just the world shut down. And I live in a very rural part of, of uh, Texas. And so I it was just I was home day after day in my convent with the sisters I live with. And we were all there day after day after day. And and for me, the Lord spoke some very deep words at the very beginning, telling me that this is a special time that I would never get back again, so don't waste it. And so I took that to heart very deeply and just tried to surrender 
uh, to the Lord over and over and over again. And the Lord, it, the Lord changed me. Like my heart, like, you know, it talks about let the land lie fallow and my heart like fallow ground, like where the Lord just let it, let it just ride, like let the seeds let go, let the bugs come and eat it. Like just let the land lie fallow so that something new could grow. And, uh, just like everybody else, I had good days and bad days and good moments and really hard moments. <laughs> but I'm not the same person I was a year ago, and I, I'm grateful for the growth that God brought me through and just the places that I had to face that I was too afraid to or that I wouldn't have had, quote-unquote, time to do that. And the Lord's like, we're going to do that now. So, yeah, it, it was beautiful. It has been beautiful, and who knows what will happen, right? So we're here. We just show up to life today, and that's all we can do. Absolutely. It's, it was quite a challenging year, but quite a year of blessings as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was definitely. And I think, I think we can all see that, even though in some of the most excruciating times, we can also see the deep blessings, too, that the Lord from all eternity knew this would happen, and He knows what's going to happen tomorrow. He knows what's going to happen 100 years from now. And so we don't, when we find ourselves getting anxious or finding our, our fear rise or just kind of over being overwhelmed by what seems like the darkness of the world, we just turn our faces to Jesus. And we just ask him to speak to us, you know, ask him to speak to the deep places. And we put our hearts in his and, and he will make all things well. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Well, I know some of our listeners um, prob- know your story from here at the conference, but can you give kind of an abbreviated uh, version of your conversion story and why you love telling women about Jesus? Sure. Yeah. So I grew up Catholic, like a lot of people do. And we went to Mass every Sunday, prayed to family rosary. Um, but I never fell in love with Christ. I never met the person in Christ and had an encounter with him and fell in love with Christ. So in a sense, for me, Catholicism was more rule-based and it was more fear-based, right? So don't do this, otherwise you're going to go to hell and into this. And, and I mean, is there such thing as mortal sin and is there such thing as hell? Yes, that is true. But the, predominantly the paradigm of our relationship with, with God is, is one who loves us. And so I... Um, you know, it went because I had to go. I didn't go because I loved the Lord, or I, I didn't have any idea what the Eucharist really meant. I just was so ignorant of my own faith and just in my own heart. And I fell in love with boys and, and sports in school, and I signed a full scholarship to, to play Division One volleyball at a, at a university on the West Coast. And I went to college, and I wanted to work for ESPN one day, and that's kind of what I was wanted to do. And But I had two parallel... Um, narratives happening. So the one was on the surface that everybody saw, which I was good in school and good at sports, and, you know, I looked like I had all myself together. And then the truth, which was my heart was very broken. I was an addict. I had um, unprocessed trauma. I had unhealed trauma in my life. I had sexual abuse, all kinds of things that I'd never told anybody. And those things, when we bury them, they don't die. They actually get buried alive. And those things come out another way. And it was truly coming out in my life. And uh, it got to the point where I couldn't deny those things anymore. And God sent a Catholic priest into my life uh, who radically changed my whole destiny, first and foremost by how he loved Jesus. I'd never seen anybody who loved Jesus like that. And by then how he spiritually fathered and mentored me and loved me. And that that's why to this day, like to this day and to the end of my life on earth, I will always speak about the power of authentic love and witness of love because that's what converts people. Because when you see somebody there's a lot of things in life you can doubt, but when you see somebody sold out for Christ and you can see Christ in them, you can't, you can't unsee that and you can't make that go away. And, and that, to me, to this day, still burns in my heart when I think of Father. And uh, so after I graduated from college, he invited me down to one of our missions in New Mexico. And it was there shortly after that I heard Jesus call me to be his bride. And it was a, distinct, a signal grace, a distinct moment in my life where the Lord used a very innocent statement by Father about something totally different, and he just pierced my soul. And I've known, I've known that I've known that I've known since that moment. That was almost 23 years ago. And so I said yes to the Lord and 
I've been saying yes uh, every day since as much as I can. And, and that's where I really started my healing process. I started, I learned what it meant to be a woman. I learned what I'm still, I'm still learning, you know, on this journey of entering religious life was where the Lord brought me into this path where, of healing and restoration, which continues you know, to this very day as I sit here with you uh, on the phone today. So people ask me all the time, you know, what, what can I do to be a better spouse, a better mom, a better lawyer, a better priest, a better whatever that is. And I, and I say this without any pietistical statements. I say it because I believe it, and I have to live it myself. And the truth is this, the best gift we can give to the world is to allow Jesus Christ to come and heal us every single day. Because there is no other way through than that, through the Paschal Mystery and to the Resurrection. Yeah. Wow, that's that's it. I mean, that's that's beautiful. And I think back to, you know, when you were speaking at the conference, you really affirmed our beauty as mm-hmm. women. And that was something that, you know, it it stopped me in my tracks. You know, again, even listening to it, I've heard you live. I've, you know, anticipated. And then to be able to hear that message is that something where you see the connection between understanding that and the healing? You know, what's what's the relationship between, you know, telling women that they are lovely and they're beautiful and they're wonderfully made, and then, you know, what the Lord can do from that point? Mm-hmm. Well, I think telling women that and uh, is just telling them the truth. It's allowing Jesus to speak the truth to us because that's true. That's objectively true that when God, when we read Genesis and God creates Adam and Eve and Eve is the crowning glory of all creation— and that God looks at everything he made and he says, behold, it is very good. And, and God did not change his mind. And, and what happens in our life is that we have all these areas of suffering and all these sorrows in our life that tell us a different story. And we have the enemy, we have a Satan, Satan who comes and tells us a different story. We have people in our life who are broken themselves because nobody can see holy and they tell us a different story. And so, and we also have stories about we tell about ourselves, like when something happens when we're little girls and mom is too busy or mom is, is heartbroken herself and and as little girls, we say, well, it must be my fault. It must be because I'm, I'm ugly or I'm bad or I'm dirty or I need to try harder. I, I can't have needs. I can't, you know, or maybe our beauty that we've been given by God, which is beauty in body and soul, has been misused or we've misused it. And so we push it away. Or, and so there's all these places that are very tender where we believe these um, areas of just toxic lies about ourselves, And that clogs like our spiritual arteries, so to speak, um, to be able to hear what God is saying to us about us, how Jesus, Jesus sees our brokenness. Um, St. Julian of Norwich says that when God sees our sin, he sees our pain. And so God sees our sin, and he sees the ways we try to avoid suffering by sin. That's what we all do. Like, we don't want to suffer, so we choose something, or we choose the immediate gratification versus something else. And, and the Lord wants to come into these places and heal the roots of why we do what we do. Because every single one of us is a good reason why we do what we do. And Jesus is like, I love you so much. I love you so much, and I'm not in a hurry, and I'm not ashamed of you. I'm not disgusted by you. And I want to come sit here with you in this place. And just bring my love here and my kindness and my truth here so you can live in the truth of who you are. And the more we as women live in the truth of who we are and not have like a, bra- a bravado or kind of an empty self-talk, but the, like St. Paul says in his letter to the Ephesians, that we have to be rooted and grounded in love. And the more our foundations settle in being rooted and grounded in love, that's when the truth of who we are shines forth. And that's a beautiful, that's a beautiful metaphor- metamorphosis that happens every day in our life. It's true. It's all true. It's all true. Yes. Yeah. So, and I love, we, you did talk about St. Julian of Norwich when you were at our conference and that yeah. quote you just said, when God sees our sin, he sees our pain yeah. and Jesus is the one who holds our tears. So I know yeah. so many women have these, mm-hmm. these wounds and sometimes they don't know what to do with them. So what do you tell women if, when they come to you and, and start telling you these, these stories? Where do they even start? Yeah. Well, I think even having a place where we can admit the truth is, 
it's hugely healing to be able to name the things that have happened, to be able to put a name on the things that we've done or the things that people have done to us or the places in our life where we feel abandoned or we feel out of control or we feel controlled. or we, uh, Just naming those things many times is allows that like darkness to come out and having a safe place just to be like, this happened to me and it was really hard, or this happened to me and I still think it's my fault, or this is happening, you know, or this is happening to me, my spouse is doing this and I don't want to do. I think that's part of the gift of us being women as a safe place to each other, is, is just being able to come into people that have earned the right to hear our story, people that love us, people that are on the journey themselves, and to be able to be like, hey, this is what's happening. And that's a tangible witness of the love of Christ. And I think bringing those things to the Lord, the things we often want to avoid, in our prayer time, the reasons, you know, and just saying, Lord, I'm really struggling with this, or I'm feeling overwhelmed, I'm feeling forgotten, I'm feeling, and these all have long roots to them. So allowing the truth to come forth in our hearts, and, and the truth grows over time. Many times, you know, we, we only heal from what we feel safe to heal from, which is why healing, the, which is wholeness and communion is on a continuum. So as we feel safer, the deeper things come out, and then the deeper things come out, and then the Lord groots us and grounds us in love. And so, first of all, admitting it, and then talking about it to somebody, and that's the Lord, is to people that we trust, it's a good counselor, it's a good spiritual director, it's going to confession, it's, it's the places where we really decide, okay, no more, no more exiles in my life. Okay, no, I'm not going to run from this anymore, and I, I want Jesus to come and find me here, and, and He so graciously is already waiting for us. That's just a beautiful thing. He's already there. It's, he's so lovely. Like, I've just never met a man like Him. Uh-huh. He's just so lovely. <laughs> you have the best husband ever. <laughs> <laughs> so kind. Yeah, so kind. Uh, you know, and I think one of the things that is really beautiful when you do talk about it is it's, you express this in a way that's not threatening Mm because a lot of times our wounds, we don't know, like you said, what to do with them. We Mm -hmm. have the pain and we might pull for that anger and we might pull for different, different things. And, And one of the quotes that you continued to say, and I'm sure that this is something that you live by is, um, you know, Father Philippe says only intimate contact with the heart of Jesus can heal the hardness of the human heart. And, you know, maybe to elaborate a little bit, because that heart to heart is something that is, is very intimate, is very beautiful. Mm-hmm. I love that quote by Father Jacques Philippe, and that's true. And when you read the Gospels, when you read the Gospels, everything from the woman caught in adultery to the woman at the well, to the hemorrhaging woman, to the little girl who's dead, to Peter denying Jesus, to uh, anybody he heals, the leper, the blind man, the deaf. I mean, you, like, it's intimate contact with Christ that heals our heart and hearts, the places where we are dead, the places where we are hemorrhaging. There's, there's nothing else that does that. And people that he brings into our life are emissaries of his love. The people that love us well, the people that we can see Christ in them. These people are emissaries of God's love for us. Like everybody that God brings into our life, they have a gift for us. And, but it's, it's Christ's heart that does that. And, and so then if, if, if we can see that that's true, then we can see how the continual um, hiding of our hearts are a continual shying away from the Lord. All it does is it just leaves a hardness in place. And, and I had this image some time ago of like a fist, you know, like when, our, when we have a fist, you know, it's a fist is a sign of aggression, but it's a sign of like covering something that's painful. And the reason why we make a fist is because, say, for example, we have a wound in our hand. And I think we all suffer under the, the lie that Jesus wants to come and pry our hands open and force us to do these things. And Jesus has no interest in prying our fist open and making us accept him. All he wants to do is just gently wash over the places that are hard with his love and allow our hearts the safety to open because safety is what gives our heart the permission to open. And so 
that if even the small people are like, what can I pray? I'm like, Jesus, come help me. I pray that to this day. Like, Jesus, I don't be with me in my barriers. Like, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know what's happening, but can you come be with me? Like, I don't understand myself. I don't understand that person. Jesus, please come. Come now. I need your help. Like, come be with me here. And he never fails to do that. He never, and that's, that's the daily journey. Like, that's, that's the daily journey of, of restoration in our hearts is the honesty of his love for us. That's beautiful. Um, you are listening to Inspired by Faith, the program of the Columbus Catholic Women's Conference. I'm Emily Jaminet, and I'm here in studio with Michelle Fanley today. And we are talking to Sister Miriam James about the importance of conversion, forgiveness, healing, and matters of the heart. Now, the best way to hear Sister Miriam James is to listen again to Abiding Together, which is on every Wednesday, every weekday morning at 840 here at St. Gabriel. So I can't, I didn't mention that earlier, Sister, but you know, many of our listeners are able to even hear your message every morning at 840 Eastern time. And and now having you here is just such a gift. Oh, that's lovely. I'm I'm so glad that the podcast has been a gift with Heather and Michelle. We've certainly, you know, really just been deeply blessed by the Lord and all of that. So I'm so glad your listeners get to bless, be blessed by that as well. Yeah, and our whole conference team actually um, did your Lenten study together this year oh, with your podcast. yeah, did it you guys like it? Fabulous. We loved it. So we we read together and we all listened to your podcast and then we get together every Saturday on Zoom and oh. it was glorious. Just oh, glorious. That's, that is our heart. Uh, that is our heart is to create small groups of women coming together. Like that's exactly what we want. So I'm so glad. That's perfect. That's great. Yes, yeah. It was amazing. And we love your one thing. Like that was sometimes <laughs> our favorite thing to chat about. Your sister's one thing. I got to get that book. It is fun, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it is fabulous. Yeah. We have a good time. Oh, well, we um, did have one more thing we want to talk about before we let you go. And one thing you talked about at the conference is you said there was a saying in healing circles that suffering that is not transformed is transmitted. Mm -hmm. Anything in your life where you have encountered the suffering that has not been transformed by the love of God will be transmitted to everyone else around you. So Mm -hmm. can you share a little bit of how do these women start to, to transform their suffering? Yeah, it's it's not a staggering statement. <laughs> it's oh gosh, and we've all done that to other people and we've all had it done to us, every single person on the face of the earth. We're all we're all common in that regard and I think looking at our life and people say like where do I start and you don't have to scratch it yourself like if this is not Eustace and you know the Chronicles of Narnia, you don't have to scratch it your dragon skin. The Holy Spirit will reveal to you where where you need to start. And I would say what is your most pressing symptom? Is it overwhelming anxiety? Is it overwhelmed? Is it feeling chronically abandoned? Is it a continual fight with your spouse that's really about something much deeper? The things that the repetitive patterns are telling us something about our heart. They're telling us a place where suffering has yet to be transformed. They're telling us a place where we have wounds, where we have lies, where we have unmet needs. And it's these places where Jesus really wants to, to start. So if, you, if we don't know, like I would ask the Holy Spirit today, you know, Holy Spirit, where do you want me to start? Like what? What is the place where you'd like me to start and, and, you know, open my heart to open my heart here and, and go from there. And like I said, I, I believe that God heals us in so many different ways, like obviously through him, prayer with him and through the Eucharist and through the sacraments, but also through a good counselor, through good spiritual direction, through friends, through books like Be Healed and books like that and just podcasts. And like, I, I'm a total podcaster. I love all kinds of stuff. I'm always learning. And so the Lord is setting a banquet before us and we're not alone. And so even praying, like, Lord, send me somebody to help me, like send me friends on the journey. I, so those are good things we can do um, to allow these places to be transformed. And so then, then our hearts are open, and then we receive the Lord's love, and then we can give that out. Yeah. And you do retreats, too. I know you were here in Columbus. 
That's yes. January, right? So February? Yeah, mm-hmm. we do a lot of retreats. I work extensively with um, Dr. Bob Schutz, uh, the author of Be Healed and, and the ministry called the John Paul II Healing Center. So we go across the nation giving uh, retreats like Healing the Whole Person and retreats for priests and also in Tallahassee. You know, so yeah, we check out our website, uh, jpiihealingcenter.org. You can find out more information of where we're going to be in the coming months. But I, yeah, I would highly recommend anybody. We live stream them too. So come in person, come via live stream and just see what the Lord wants to say to you about his love for you and healing. Well, I think what was really beautiful is your talk in 2013 and then 2020, you said similar to how you started this interview, like I wasn't, I'm not the same person I was Mm -hmm. in 2013. And I'm sure you would say, you know, hands down, right? I'm not the same person I was when I stood on that stage in 2020. Mm -hmm. And I think that that brings us so much hope to know that we can continue to fall more in love with the Lord and, and grow closer to him and, and evolve to Mm -hmm. being more like him. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh, yes. It's so hopeful. It is so hopeful because love never ends. That's the beautiful thing is that love never ends. And so every place where our hearts have been broken, where we haven't received love, where we're not giving love, like those places, there's nothing outside of the limits of his love. And so we can always, we can always grow. And we will do that for all eternity. That's a beautiful thing. And, and that can start today and it can continue on forever because that's what love does. Amen. That's so awesome. Well, can you tell our listeners where they can connect with you? You know, we know you're at One Groovy Nun on Twitter mm-hmm. and, um, you know, and they can listen to their po- the podcast on St. Gabriel Radio and also, you know, they can get it on iTunes. So yeah. any other places? Yeah, that's, I would say the main places. Um, I would say, yeah, check out our, the website, the John Paul II Healing Center. And then also our SOLT website, SOLT.net, has information about my religious community and different missions that we're at and just volunteer opportunities. And so there's a, yeah, there's a whole, whole beautiful kind of cornucopia of things out there. So <laughs> a lot of talks on YouTube as well. So yeah. Well, maybe before we close, I would love for you to give a message to possibly any women that are considering a vocation. You know, mm-hmm. one of the things we both, Michelle and I both, you know, have children and we're married, but we would love to see and help foster vocations, mm-hmm. especially in our daughters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we got a lot of them. Yes. <laughs> any words, any words on that? Yes. Oh, dear sisters, any of you who might think about Jesus calling you to be his bride, I want to invite you right now to come and see that being a religious sister is is the heart of Christ himself, where he calls us to be his, where we live now in heaven, where all of us will live in heaven. It's an eschatological sign. It's a sign of hope. It's a sign of beauty. It's a sign of maternity. It's a sign of fruitfulness. And when people see a religious sister, they, they know that God is alive and well, that he tenderly loves us. Um, a vocation is not a reward for good behavior. If, if the Lord is calling you, all you do is search your heart for a gift that he's been given you for all eternity of belonging to him. And it's a gift that no matter what you've done or what people have done to you, that God will never take away. So what we're all we're doing is turning to Jesus and saying, Jesus, are you calling me to be exclusively yours, to be a sign of heaven on earth? And if he is, I would say, come and see. Oh, come and see. You will never regret it. You will never regret it because that is your path to love. And that is the most beautiful thing you could ever say yes to. We're just going to bring you, come live permanently here in Columbus. (laughs) (laughs) I'd love to. You'll do my back. That'd be fun. I Um, heard a rumor you might be coming back in in February, but uh, we'll see. (laughs) You just never know where I'll show up. That's right. (laughs) Well, we can't wait to have our paths cross again. And again, you know, our listeners, you get to hear, you can hear Sister every single weekday at 840 supporting our local Catholic radio station. AM820, you know, or again, um, podcast and abide in me every, all these wonderful opportunities. So thank you so much. We really appreciate it. And we hope that you keep us in your prayers. (laughs) 
Oh, thank you so much. It's so delightful to be with you, and you, you guys are so beautiful, and I just bless you. I just bless you for your lives and for your life poured out as women, as mamas, and just a spiritual mother to so many people. So thank you so much. It's a, de- a delight and an honor to be with you today. Thank you, sister. God bless. God bless you, too. Oh, she's so fabulous, isn't she? I know. You know, to this is such a privilege, right? Is that you plan these events, you anticipate these events like the women's conference, you hear the talks, and then you realize that this person is actually living this, right? It's not just what she says on the stage. It's every day. This is what sister's striving for is to love Christ completely. So I'm just so in awe over that. Ilo, I think one of my favorite comments after Sister spoke the first time is someone told me, you know, what I loved about her is she's got nothing to sell but Jesus. <laughs> and it was so true. Like, she wasn't there, you know, peddling anything. She was just there to get you to love Jesus. And what a beautiful soul she is. And I know that I have been so touched by her message. And I love, you know, all her her works and her podcasts. And I mean, like I shared, they do these beautiful, they did a Lenten study um, through Abiding Together. And it was so Wonderful. It's just what I needed. Just a balm for the soul. So, and she has such great um, tips. Like if she recommends a book, like I know that it's going to be a good one. If Sister Miriam recommends it. Absolutely. And I, I think that's what's the gift of, you know, having sisters and lay women, you know, coming together and that it's the same Christ. It's different vocations, but how much we complement each other. I just, I, I I'm so touched by it. I'm I'm so inspired. Aren't you so inspired? You know, I was taking notes about some of the things she was saying, but again, you know, only intimate contact with the heart of Jesus can heal the hardness of the human heart. And that's where our hope is, right? That's, that's our hope is that softening of the heart for ourselves, for our family, and then out towards society. It's, it's a beautiful gift. And we are just so honored that she was able to come to our conference and be a part of our, our special day. And we are so excited to share that we the conference is, is on and we are planning ahead for February. So mark your calendars for February 19th. The Women's Conference will be back here in Columbus and God willing, um, the way it was in 2020. You know, that's it's going to be awesome. I think that, again, women are going to come just out of the woodwork because we've been in our homes. And yet Sister Marian made a great point on how she spoke about even that time at home, right? That the Lord said, this is an opportunity that you'll never have again. So no matter what, every day is an opportunity to to fall more in love with Jesus and to come to be healed and to be transformed. So thank you for listening and joining us today for Inspired by Faith. We hope you are blessed and inspired by this episode. To find out more about the Columbus Catholic Women's Conference, visit ColumbusCatholicWomen.com. And to hear more about Emily and my work, be sure to check out InspireTheFaith.com. God bless.